Brothers, sisters, have you heard the news? I just bought ten acres, ten acres of the blue. Welcome to Blue Acres, where nuts grow fruits. Set in a friendly little town in Michigan's Fruit Belt. Excuse me, are you really going through with this? Y'all get away from here. Go back to your big city and let us be. Episode 1. Beginnings. You have to live a long time to learn this. Sometimes, one single action can affect the lives of you and your family in unexpected ways. That a plot of land becomes the plot of a story that lasts for generations. A five-acre plot of land in the woods, to be exact. We start back in the early 1970s, when America was in the midst of its first big energy crisis. Mike Orsi had a young family and was starting to get antsy about finding a place to escape the big city on weekends. I wasn't antsy. I just wanted my kids to experience nature the way I did as a kid. Vacations in the Wisconsin Dells, scout camping trips, family travels to various parks, that kind of stuff. Highways were sporting new signs that posted a speed limit of 55 miles per hour. So, I took a map of the Midwest and drew a 150-mile radius from Chicago, which would be about three hours away. Illinois was out. A lot of expensive black dirt. Indiana was too close. Oh, by the way, I'm Anne, the smarter and more patient partner in this couple. I'll ignore that for now. The roads going in and out of Wisconsin back then were always crowded. So the answer was... Michigan! Three hours away, easy to get to, cheap land, lots of lakes. The Orsi family scraped together a few grand to buy five acres of land in the woods. And we found this cool-looking cabin in an outdoors magazine. And then we got a hold of some guys from the UP, Upper Peninsula to you non-Michiganders, to build a little cabin on that five-acre plot of woods. For the next 30 years, the Orsis never once thought about the fact that they were, excuse me, plum in the middle of one of America's great fruit-growing regions. It was like background. We were there to get away from the city, to bring friends, to enjoy resort town life, to boat and swim and sit around a campfire eating hot dogs, drinking beer. Back in the city, we had our jobs, our kids, schools, plenty going on. But now, we also had a place to run to on weekends when other people were home mowing lawns. When we finally did figure out about this fruit belt thing, our lives changed. Forever. Yeah, and it all changed because of me. Jake, the third child, the surprise baby. I was the one who couldn't figure out what to do after college. I was the one who was good with his hands, but not so great with the vision thing. It began on a February evening ten years ago in Wicker Park in Chicago, a very hip, hot house of cool bars, fast babes, and a lot of posers like myself. At least it was like that back then. I grew up in the burbs, but my musician buddy Don and I wanted to be where the action was, So we rented the back half of a first floor in an old two-flat and got into the scene. 
So on one of those dreary late winter-slash-early-spring days, I'm working construction nearby with my high school bud and so-called boss, Tony. And we're dragging out contractor bags full of plaster, boards with nails, that kind of stuff, from an old two-flat towards a white panel truck on a side street. I've got earphones on, listening to sports radio, until I'm interrupted. God damn it. What's going on? Another parking ticket. Told you to park it in the back. Why are you still living here? I hate this neighborhood. No lease and cheap rent. But it's time. Even though I like the action here, I gotta get out of Dodge. Maybe off the grid up in Michigan. How would you watch the Bears on Sundays? Solar, dude. Or maybe one of those bicycle-powered generators. Will you pedal faster when they're losing? Leave me alone, you Wisconsin cheesehead. Go pay your ticket. Hey, how about a beer? Can't. Lori's having some people over later. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, Maybe going to Michigan. Too much concrete banging this week. My nerves are shot. Okay, see you back here Monday. Can't wait. Stay out of the bars. You're talking about my so-called social life. I'm going to try a new one. It's called The Farm. Hey, cowboy, what are you having? I thought this place was called The Farm. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That was my last job. And I thought I looked like a construction worker. You do have that... Never mind. I guess I'm just a dreamer type. So you look kind of familiar. Aren't you a friend of Don Baker's? Yeah, he's my roommate. He used to date my roomie, Marcy. You know her? Yeah, I think I met her once or twice at an open mic. Huh. Small world. You play music? Used to. What do you got on draft? See that row of taps? Okay. Let me try a blonde. You mean a blonde as in me? Well, yes, I guess you could say that. Do you want me to put an orange on top of it? Hey, whatever you want. You're in charge here. Oh, no. I'm the new girl. That's where I get the afternoon shift. Not many customers, but I'll be off shortly. What's your name? They call me Twinkle. (laughs) Really? I'm Jake. You from around here? Now. But I grew up near Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah? My family has a cabin over near Fruitville. That's not too far. Maybe... 30 miles south? So you're a country girl. No, I'm actually a farm escapee. My family does dairy cows. How did you ever escape? A long story, but let's say they're not real happy with me at the moment. Hey, I'm thinking about going up to the cabin tonight. Why don't you come and hide out with me in Fruitville this weekend? It's tourist country, a lot of big city types there. Is that an offer? Could be. I'm leaving in an hour or so. You working this weekend? Uh, no, but... I don't know. You're cute under all that, you know, dust, but... Look, it's starting to get very spring-like there now. You should know that. And there's lots of room at the cabin. We can build a fire. Oh, oh, I know, I know. And we can look up at the stars and say my name a couple of times. You're one of those hopeless romantic, right? Jake... I'm sure you're a fine, upstanding citizen, but I just don't run off to somewhere in Michigan with a guy. However, I do need a break here, so maybe you're in luck. We could just drive up and I can drop you off at home. Now that's a fallback for sure. Let me grab my stuff and I'll be back here in a half hour. Oh, just in time. Hey, Emily, watch this guy for me until I get back. Make sure he doesn't run off. 
Interesting little place you have here off of Damon Avenue. Yeah, me and Don only pay two fifty a month each for it. I especially like the elevated bathroom by the kitchen. <laughs> What's your cabin like in Fruitville? Actually, it's my parents' place. Ah. Uh, about ten miles east of town in the woods. It's a small cabin. The good news is there's water. And electric. <laughs> Most of the time. Well, that's a relief. Tell me some more about you. I grew up in the northwest side of Chicago. They call it the bungalow belt. I went to Catholic schools. I was a troublemaker in high school, but I got a letter in wrestling, then went off to Wyoming for college. Worked summers doing trail construction for the Forest Service. Learned to play guitar. Had a band. Cool. Why Wyoming? Well, to be honest, it's because they took me. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? I grew up on a dairy farm, like I said. I did not enjoy it. Hard work. Went to Michigan State to study ag management. Hated it. Switched to English. Studied lots of poetry. Moved to Chicago a few months ago to enjoy my status as a black sheep. I think I'd enjoy living on a farm. Jake, that's what people always say. Because they never lived on a farm. It sucks. It's hard, dirty work. With dairy cows, it's forever. There's never a day off. If you farm animals, you can't hardly smell shit anymore, and that's a sure sign you've been there too long. When I got to the city, the first thing I noticed were the weird smells, but they weren't weird. My nose was just screwed up for all those years working with cows. Maybe I'll stay away from cow farming then. Mm-hmm, now there's a plan. My uncle did blueberries, that's kind of gentleman farming. But he always was haggard, and when he had a bad spring, and if the buds froze, he was screwed for the rest of the season. Hey, well, how about those cubs? (laughs) (laughs) They're batting great. Exactly. I didn't come to Chicago to talk farming with some city boy. Yeah, but you know, Twinkle, farming is big now. I mean, the farmer's markets are busy, growing Mm -hmm. stuff is in, Mm -hmm. organics and Uh non-GMOs and all that stuff, part of that whole food movement thing. No, 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 I'm tuning out. I want to go dancing and hit the party scene with clean fingernails and boots without mud. Been that, done there. Then why are we in this car together driving up to Michigan right now? Maybe it's just a lark. You seem like a nice guy who's only a little naive. And I had a hankering, actually, for spending some time outdoors in front of a fire. Things you do in the country. Yeah. Like driving back roads. Especially when a girl's thinking how nice it would be for you to pull over and give her a kiss. She does? She just did. So that was my introduction to farming. Twinkle and I ended up at the cabin, batting away no see staring at the fire, listening to peepers serenade us. She continued telling me how bad farming was, and I shook my head up and down. The more she badmouthed it, the more excited I got about her and about being a farmer. Next time on Blue Acres. It's five acres. He wants a lot of money. How am I going to pay for it? See you down the road. This program was written and produced by Frank Corrado. Find out more about Blue Acres at www.joesblueberries.com/acres. 